This is Law of Attraction Explored. I'm Tim Grimes. If you'd like a free guide that explains the hidden link between relaxation and the Law of Attraction, or if you want more information about my books or my coaching, you can visit RadicalCounselor.com. Enjoy the episode. So one of the things that screws us up about the Law of Attraction a lot of the time is the terminology and the fact that we're basically taught growing up that we can rationally figure stuff out and that certain terms mean certain things and that if we use deductive reasoning, we can get the answer that we're looking for. And none of that stuff works as clearly as we would expect when it comes to the law of attraction. And we've already talked about this a lot. You know, I always say be loose with terms. Be loose with the words that a teacher is saying to you. Try to use your heart as much as you use your head in order to take in this advice. Because we have to use both our heart and our head to really grasp the essence of a lot of these teachings. You've probably heard this a hundred times before. And it's, at the same time, it's very important to remember. And to continually remind ourselves not to get too rational about this information and also not to get too emotional about this information. Don't get stuck in a rut in regards to a teaching. You know, don't become so obsessed about a certain technique that it takes away your well-being. And likewise, don't get so wrapped up in your head about a certain idea or a certain teacher that you aren't actually using your whole mind to understand these principles and implement them more effectively for you. Try to stay open and fluid. And it's confusing. Undoubtedly, a lot of the time it can be very confusing. I love exploring different law of attraction teachers, different teachings, and I run into this difficulty a lot, even though I'm, I expect there to be a difficulty, basically. There's new terms I'm perhaps hearing or uh, a new concept I'm hearing, and I have to integrate that concept if it seems interesting to me, if it brings out something in me intuitively, I have to then integrate that concept, not just rationally, but with my heart. And at the same time, I can't get so emotionally carried away with the concept that I, you know, become worried that I'm doing something wrong or that this is the missing link and that I was doing something totally incorrectly before. That's getting too emotional about it. And again, it might seem kind of obvious when I spill it out like this, but in practice, when you're trying to implement these various law of attraction teachings, it can be confusing. And it's very easy to get carried away by a teaching or a teacher. You know, inadvertently, people set up these mini cults around a lot of law of attraction teachers. And they are not willing to be open-minded about the teachings a lot of the time. And therefore, I would say, generally speaking, when that happens, you then lose the essence of the teaching. And this also can be confusing because sometimes some of the best law of attraction teachers also will say stuff that you don't always agree with at all. You know, in the law of attraction simplified, I mentioned that, you know, if you can get just like five or 10% from a teaching, from a teacher, if they, if 10% of what they say really hits home for you, that's a very powerful teaching for you. But that means that 90% of what they say is not necessarily relevant to your life at all. And not only that, but sometimes a good LOA teacher will say a few spectacular, profound things, or maybe even many profound things, 
But then they'll also say a bunch of stuff that you just disagree with. And it can be hard to, you know, parse out the valuable stuff from the stuff that is not valuable to you at all. And that honestly can seem like crap. You know, we've already talked about Neville, who clearly is one of my favorite teachers, and how I think that most of his promise stuff in his later lectures and advice is not that good. And at the same time, so much of his advice is incredible. But you have to parse that out. I was able to parse out the valuable stuff and figure out that the promise stuff wasn't that valuable for me. But a lot of teachers are like this. And somebody who comes to mind that we haven't spoken about yet, one of my favorite LOA teachers is Lester Levinson. Lester Levinson is a great LOA teacher. And at the same time, he says so much stuff that I disagree with and that a lot of it I think is just total bullshit. And at the same time, I love a lot of the stuff he says. And I consider him uh, a masterful LOA teacher. He gives great law of attraction advice. And he, more than probably any other teacher for me, uh, Lester is a good example of, of somebody that when I really resonate with what he says, I really resonate with it. And when he says something that I find uh, disagreeable, I really disagree with it. It's just interesting. And quite frankly, a lot of people um, are not going to be able to handle that. They're not going to be able to handle that polarity where you really see something good about a teacher and also see something kind of bad about a teacher at the same time. And, you know, different people are different. Different teachers are going to bring this out in you, that polarity. But uh, it's a point that's interesting to notice. And another point that's interesting to notice is that sometimes you can have teachers who are really where you disagree with most of what they say or that you know that they're very flawed. For instance, Osho, you know, formerly known as Rajneesh. Osho was a criminal in, in so many ways, literally a criminal. If you've seen the documentary Wild Wild Country, you know that um, he was basically the leader of a cult. And at the same time, if you listen or read some of uh, Osho's lectures, you're like, wow, this guy has a lot of really good information to share. You know, and are you okay with both sides being there? Hopefully you are, you know, with that polarity of having like a wonderful spiritual teacher who's also a criminal. That can be a tough thing to swallow, you know, but if you can, if you can, if you can separate the good stuff from the bad stuff, you can learn a lot from flawed teachers, obviously flawed teachers. And we all have our flaws. That goes without saying, right? Uh, but sometimes with teachers, we, we, these flaws really are magnified. And perhaps that's because we see these flaws in ourselves too. And then if we can also see the wonderful information and advice that they share, perhaps that good stuff can be magnified as well. So I'm talking about all this stuff and I'm talking about Lester Levinson. Lester's pretty well known. The Sedona method is, you know, based upon his teachings and, you know, uh, the release technique releasing. All this is connotated with Lester. David Hawkins, who wrote several wonderful Law of Attraction books, including his most famous is probably called Letting Go. David Hawkins is associated with Lester Levinson. And Lester, I would say, has my, my favorite Law of Attraction autobiography or spiritual memoir that I've ever read. It's by Lester Levinson. It's called No Attachments, No Aversions. If you want to read a, a very entertaining and profound 
Spiritual Autobiography, Law of Attraction Autobiography, No Attachments, No Aversions by Lester Levinson. Highly recommend it. And you'll, you'll really get a sense for his philosophy and his teachings if you read that book. Very underrated autobiography. And a lot of what Lester talked about is what we've been talking about uh, recently, which is why I wanted to bring him into the discussion here. Um, I can tell you, I know Richard Dotz was very influenced by Lester's work. And one thing that is so cool about Lester is he, he really kind of embodies the spirit of letting go, you know, letting go and letting God do it for you. You know, if you let go, if you really release then God fills in the gaps and what you need to manifest will be manifested and your life will become more abundant because you'll be able to recognize more the godliness of every moment, the abundance of every moment, which is what we've been talking about recently and also what we always talk about. And last episode, you know, we were linking it some with the golden key of Emmett Fox with H. Emily Cady's teachings with the absolute method of Joseph Murphy. So all these classic law of attraction teachings, and then we were bringing Richard Dotson to it as a modern perspective of it, and now we're bringing Lester into it. And Lester's one of these guys that some people don't even really consider it law of attraction stuff. They just consider it spiritual stuff. And we were speaking a while ago about how, in my opinion, there's usually a big separation between deep spirituality, the really deep stuff, and we gave like Byron Katie as an example, Jan Frazier, Nisargata Maharaj, people like that, like the deep spirituality, right? There's a big difference between that usually and the more practical law of attraction stuff. Now, a lot of people who like Lester Levinson would say that he's a deep spiritual teacher as opposed to a law of attraction teacher. And without question, he's got a lot of deep spiritual points. But in my opinion, the value of Lester's work is much more as a law of attraction teacher. He's teaching you about how to practically improve your life. And he does it from this very deep point where he says, just recognize your abundance, recognize the perfection of what you are, and things will take care of themselves. You let go and let God. Very powerful. And again, what we've been referencing a lot lately and what that Richard Dodds exercise that we did last episode was basically all about. So I want to read to you a quote from Lester, um, just talking about this. Lester said, It's so stupid not to go through life with everything you want, with nothing but extreme joy, peace, and loveliness every moment, when that is your inherent state. It takes no effort to be what you are. It does take extreme effort to be what you are not, a body with trouble, sicknesses, and needing this and needing that. It takes effort to be what you're not, but to be what you are takes as much effort as you women would need to be a female and as much effort as you men would need to be a male. It takes no effort to be what you are, and yet you persist in using effort to be what you are not. It's really stupid. So Lester there is just cutting through all the bullshit and getting right to the point, which is that this moment, right now, this is what you really are. This is abundance. And we superimpose limitation over that natural state of abundance. This is what Lester is always talking about. We actually imagine the wrong things. 
we're superimposing judgments that are not correct onto ourselves, superimposing beliefs onto ourselves that are not conducive to feeling good. What feels good right now feels good. What you are right now feels good. And it takes no effort. You don't have to try to be this thing which you already are. That's your inherent abundance. So we can bring Lester Levinson's teachings into all of this. I recommend checking out his autobiography, No Attachments, No Aversions. And it's another really valuable perspective to have if you're able to parse through it and take away what works for you. And remember that it takes extreme effort to be what you are not. But it takes no effort at all to be you. You.